today's show is brought to you by Jubilee Old Dream Common Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the earth of London West End? Then visit Jubilee Old Dream on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna as well as all hosts of great fitness classes. Join the best gym in central London with memberships start from just £14.98 per week. Find out more at jubileoldgym.co.uk or telephone 020-78-36-4007 to work out at Jubilee Old Gym Covent Garden. Welcome, everybody, to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast. You're joining me, Alan Teresa. I'm not particularly a gym professional, though I am a dedicated gym goer. And I'm here at Jubilee Hall Gym in Covent Garden on something of a slightly rainy uh, day today with my good friend who is a professional gym guy. In fact, he's a personal trainer, and his name is Julian Bertharat. Hello, Julian. Welcome to the podcast. Hello to you, Alan. How are you? How is your month going? I am very well. Thank you, Julian. Isn't he polite, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't he a nice, friendly guy? Apart from when he's on the gym floor and he's making his clients work like slaves. Uh, no, I'm very well. Thank you, Julian. And uh, you're joining us, ladies and gentlemen, at Jubilee Hall Gym. Uh, we've dried off a little bit since we got in here. And uh, it's uh, quite a quiet day today. Do you think that's due to the rain? Yeah, I think it is. I think we are like uh, slightly in transition you know the summer is seems to be behind and uh yeah we are we are far from christmas but we at the same time looking toward to it so yeah i guess it's a transition moment it is a transitioning moment i guess that's such a funny use of the word isn't it transitioning uh, uh i'm not going to touch on that though i'm going to move swiftly on now as regular listeners will be aware every month on the podcast julie and i look at aspects of training, diet, and fitness, and how you can improve all three. And we like to have a combination of interviews and physical exercises and exercise videos to go with them. And that is exactly what we are doing this month on the podcast. So Julian, without further ado, what are we doing this month on the Two Guys on Fitness podcast? This month is my favorite topic, it's legs. Uh, it's about legs, legs and legs again. So we're going to talk about uh, three, four exercises, four exercises for the legs. And uh, yeah, do you walk, uh, do you like walking your legs, Alan? I absolutely love it. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, I, I have a split workout routine. So I'll go to the gym uh, on one day and do the upper body, take a day off, go to the gym the next day do the lower body and anon from that point forwards. Uh, and I'm not one of those people who does have uh, an aversion to exercising the legs. Uh, bizarrely, I absolutely love it. I find it really rewarding. And uh, it's quite difficult for Julian, ladies and gentlemen, because he has uh, blackbird legs, very thin, uh, very kind of vulnerable to injury, his legs are. Uh, and so he tries to cover them up as much as possible. Uh, but for myself... No, I don't have that problem. I have pretty strong foundations. Uh, do your blackbird legs cause you problems, Julian? Well, Alan, I do not have blackbird legs. I've got strong legs. Oh, I mean, at least I, <laughs> I, uh, I do feel that I have strong legs. But, you know, it's um, uh, some people avoid uh, exercising their legs, lower body, 
as doing so can be a challenge. Uh, I've never experienced this myself. As a rugbyman, I learned early on that on uh, that strong legs are the foundation for the explosive energy needed on the field and uh, the basis for the strength needed in the upper body. Uh, rugby involves running, pushing the opposition, the opposition back and being a solid opponent against whoever is trying to get past you. So I think he... Uh, my journey in the gym start f because from my rugby past, uh, and uh, I remember very well when I step in in a gym. I think one of the mo the exercises the most enjoy uh, right away was a squat, and I was asking many questions about the squat uh, to the guy who was walking there. And uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's. Uh, It's a mentality, it's just your body starts, uh, you walk uh, on your legs and uh, with your legs and they are the foundation for a strong uh, body, I would say. That's absolutely true. I totally agree with that. And um, I think once you start to develop your legs, you kind of get a, a kind of buzz from it. It becomes a very rewarding thing to do, though... Uh, it is also important to acknowledge that there are people who absolutely hate working their legs and their idea of leg day is being tortured, uh, which thankfully is not the experience of my good French personal trainer friend and myself. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the part of, of my job is also to change people's mentality about things. You know, today's, how many times I hear today's legs day and I, but. It doesn't have to be 100% legs day today. It could be like uh, two, three exercise, you know, targeting the glutes or the back of legs. And you just mix it with an upper body, for example, so it's easier to swallow. And uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be chest day and everything. It can be, you know, full body. It could be half an hour session on, uh, on a specific hour on your legs because there's just there's many muscles in your legs, not, not one. And uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be. I think over the last 20, 30, 40 years, fit, fitness program uh, have changed and should change because it's about feeling good after that. You don't want to go to your, your workout like... I used to go to um, a class of mathematics in school. I mean, it, you do whatever you want. The, the rule is just like intensity, form, technique. Uh, and how many uh, days a week uh, do you exercise your legs, Julian? Uh, I told you what my uh, regime was, for want of a better phrase. Uh, what's yours? I would say two times a week, like, you know. and But it's never alone. I never walk my legs alone, so I do maybe half an hour. Uh, each day on uh, each session on the legs. I tried to the second session to do exercise I uh, I did not do. Sometimes I might do squat twice during the week. Uh, one thing is sure, I do 1K. I run 1K on a treadmill before each session, legs or not. And even if it's not a leg session, I try to do some jump on a box, you know, to, to work on the explosivity. For how long do you train your legs, Alan? Uh, typically uh, half an hour. So half an hour, maybe a little bit longer sometimes. Um, what I tend to do is I'll do 10 minutes on the bike with maximum resistance. Then I'll do 10 minutes on the stair climber, maximum resistance. Then I'll do some sissy squats. Love that name. Uh, 
uh, and then I'll move on to uh, leg presses and so on uh, until I finish the set. Yeah, that sounds, sounds good to me. I, uh, I, um, it's it's not exactly the leg topic here, but I'm just like this week. Uh, the last week I trained six times, like Monday to Saturday, and I, my my feedback of this is I'm feel tired. You know, I just like. I think I, you know, uh, I'm thinking to myself like, I don't think I'm gonna do that next week or the following one. I mean, the point is, when you get older, you want to train often, not crazy, crazy, but often. The body likes this kind of pattern, routine, uh, and your mind as well, because you get older, think like it's not the moment to let it go, so you you go for it. But uh, what I'm uh, I'm learning at the moment in the process is. Training every day is fine, but it does not have to be in a gym. I think the gym, you know, can provide things to you uh, to a certain point. And I don't think it's a place to be sick that a week to train, you know, yourself. You, uh, I don't know if I, I'm thinking about doing some bike, running, playing tennis, maybe a touch rugby, stuff like that. But yeah, six times in a, in a week in uh in the gym also there is a kind of lack of inspiration at some point you know like uh, uh yeah and have you ever trained six times in a week Adam? uh i have uh, done that kind of very consistent training i don't particularly enjoy it to be honest with you because uh, for two reasons the first one is i get bored and it becomes a grind it becomes you don't look forward to it it's just another thing you have to do the next day and the second thing is you know to be honest i'm one of those people i like to take a day off to recover Uh, and then I go back the day after that to do whatever I'm doing and I have energy and focus. Uh, so that works for me. But I think it's important when you train to find what does work for you. And for some people, that very intense training obviously works. For some people, it doesn't and they get ground down. Uh, and I don't want to be ground down. That's correct. It's a good thing because it's the thin line between feeling energetic Uh, feeling energized after uh, a week of workout, it's another thing to feel tired. Training is not there to make you feel tired. And it's a very, uh, I would say, uh, often mistake that people make. You know, they train to get to the point they get tired. I think they got it wrong because it's not something enjoyable. And if it's not enjoyable, it's something you're going to carry on. And if you don't carry on in the long term, then you're not wasting your time but you're aiding in the wrong way so indeed and you know what is enjoyable julian uh doing a podcast with me maybe well i'm not sure enjoyable is the word i would choose uh it's something similar probably um challenging uh no i'm just kidding uh no what is enjoyable is watching you do the exercises for these episodes on the gym floor. So shall we get on and do the exercise so people can see what we're actually talking about? Let's go for it. Uh, and uh, just before we do that, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can watch the video that goes with this episode of Julian doing the exercises uh, on our website or on Julian's YouTube or on Julian's website. So if you want to see that uh, video, then have a look. And um, now we're going to do the exercise. This is one of Julian's combos. Here we go, four exercises for legs. So jumping lunges, step by step, take a step backwards and lower your hips so your back knee is just above the floor. 
and your front tight is parallel to the floor. Jump into the air and switch legs position. Jump again and then return to the starting position. Repeat the exercise until the set is complete. Try three set of five repetitions depending on the condition and strength of your back and abdominal muscle. Exercise number two, power squat. So step by step again. Decide how much weight you can realistically and safely shoulder as you squat. Bring in a couple of spotter to help you with this exercise. Load the bar to the weight above. Maintaining a wide foot stance, place your feet squarely under the bar and lift it from the rack using the leg as a propulsion. Keep the weight centered. Do not lift from your heel or toes. Slowly bend your knee, keeping your torso erect. Do not lean forward. Keep your hip under the bar and at all time. At the bottom of your movement, the angle of your knee joint and hip joint should be nearly equal. Never relax or drop to the bottom position. Maintain constant slow and controlled muscle tension. Also inhale as you lower yourself. Slowly return to the starting position while keeping your torso and back erect and your hip under the bar. Exhale as you push through your heel and stand tall. Repeat as many times as desired for a set. Try three sets of five repetitions. At the end of the exercise, have your spotter help to guide the bar back to the rack. It's a lot of explanation, but it's a bit more technical than the jumping lunges, obviously. Now, the lower back extension step by step. Brace your abdominal while holding the arm fold and maintaining the body in a horizontal position. Make sure the ankle are well anchored. Bend slowly at the waist until the upper body is at 90 degrees to the lower body. Avoid arching your lower back and squeezing your glute at the top. Extend the starting position and stretch upward just slightly so that the back is in hyperextension. Avoid arching your lower back and squeezing your glutes at the top. Try three sets of five repetitions. Uh, a lot of people, from my own experience, go too fast on this exercise. They have to be done slow and uh, yeah, it's, that's important. Finally, clamshell step by step. Lie on your side with your legs stuck and knees bent at a 45 degree angle. Rest your head on your lower arm and use your top arm to steady your frame. Be sure that your hip bones are stuck on the top of one another or there is a tendency to the top hip to rock backwards. Engage your abdominal by pulling your belly button in as this will help to stabilize your spine and pelvis. Keeping your feet touching, raise your upper knee as high as you can without shifting your hip or pelvis. Do not move your lower legs off the floor. Pause and then return your upper leg to the starting position on the ground. Do 20 reps on each side. Try three sets of 10 repetitions on each side. These four exercises are a good example how you can mix Uh, your w workout, you know, the jumping lunges compared to the clamshell, for example, are quite radically different. It's uh, the jumping lunges can be very tough, intense to use. This one, the last one I'm just talking about, is on the floor, so it doesn't have to be all around uh, dramatically intense. But you know, just like compose a nice workout to yourself to be able to repeat and to feel energized uh, after. 
So that's it, a set of legs exercise to breed solid legs. Interested in popular culture, movies, music and politics? Then check out ageofdivision.com to read reviews, retrospectives and commentary on the current crazy world we live in. Ageofdivision.com, where popular culture meets the world we live in. So every month on the podcast, as regular listeners will be aware, you lovely, lovely people, we take a couple of questions out of the mailbag. It's not really a physical mailbag, obviously. And uh, we answer those questions as best we can and add a little bit of commentary to the questions that we've selected. And remember, if you do want to contact us, you can do so by going to our website, twoguysonfitness.com, or you can visit his website, julianbertoa.com. Or you can visit our social media, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter. And we love it when you get in touch. So contact us with whatever is on your mind. And first up, let's have a little look what we've got going on here. Um, first up, oh, it's uh, I'm first. There you go. I was kind of like stalling for time there as I looked at my notes. Uh, and first up, it's a question which uh, I'm going to... Uh, ask here which comes from Mike uh, who's contacted us through the website and he asks the following question do you drink protein shakes and what do you think of them I am 34 and I want to put on some muscle or at least uh, not lose uh, any as I get older I like free weights cables bench press and have a shake every day oh i shake every day wow uh, you must be a bit kind of like gassy uh mike i'm feeling uh they cost a lot what do you think and are there any alternatives so there you go julian uh <laughs> i'm gonna get my crystal ball out ladies and gentlemen and have a little prediction right now as to what julian's going to say to this because julian has some very strong opinions on supplements and particularly on whey protein based shakes Take it away, Julian. Well, it's we can have different opinion about that question. From my uh, point of view, I mean, from my own experience, I had in my whole life maybe three, four protein shake. Uh, I remember it was like maybe 20 years ago now, and uh, yeah, I was a student, and between courses, I went to the gym, and uh, I was in a rush, so that's why I had a protein shake at that time. Yes, they were already expensive. Yes, I remember the the flavor. I think it was vanilla with milk. It was kind of nice, you know. I might try it again one day just for the flavor. But to be honest, I remember also some article about it. Um, uh, there is a book called Food Plan. It's a bestseller. And I remember there is a tiny chapter about the, you know, complement protein shake. And I remember uh, the guy say that it's, it's not bad, it's not good. It's, uh, I would say, unnecessary or at least that's what I think about. Because, you know, since I stopped having protein shake like so 20 years ago, I never experiment something like uh, like losing weight or muscle. But obviously, you got protein in food. I mean, uh, 
you know, it's just as simple as that. So uh, if you want, in get, you're 34, so uh, you're still young to think about getting older. But that's true from a, a metabolic point of view, 34 in terms of sport professional, let's say, performance, you are more, uh, yeah, it's down. It, it is an age like you, you can be worried about losing muscle mass. But uh, I would say just make sure you eat uh, good protein, good quality, you know, uh, don't uh, don't skip money if you can on uh, on the on the quality of your protein. So nice fish, nice chicken, uh, maybe the countryside one. You know, uh, yeah. It's just um, you don't have to worry. The, the alternative, if I can say, as you ask, is just to eat a little bit more. Maybe if you feel hungry, but only if you feel hungry. I mean, the worst. It's, it's a silly, um, I think when people go to the gym and they decide to get bigger, it's just you go in a road which is you're going to have to eat more, you're going to have to eat more. It's how many times, the best advice someone gave me 20 years ago again, try, you got good legs, just maintain it. And you know what? There's not a day when I train people or myself, especially, that I, I do not forget, uh, uh, I do not think about that advice. Um, yeah, just keep on. Just don't try to necessarily to always to increase things. Just be more efficient when you perform an exercise. The form, the intensity, the tempo of all your workout. Intensity is the key. If you get, if you want to get bigger, the problem is you're gonna slow down everything. It's gonna take more time. So it's a very personal opinion here, and I'm just, I don't want to to say this is uh, to talk like it for the Bible, but yeah, the alternative is just eat nice food, good quality food, and not uh, no food process, you know, just like natural food. Okay, and uh, yeah, and skip your money and save your money regarding the protein shake. Indeed. Uh, and uh, the change that I made when I abandoned uh, protein shakes, uh, which wasn't that long ago, really, um, was uh, what you talk about, which is um, I basically started eating more and more regularly. And uh, I now drink, <laughs> uh, this probably comes with its own problems, I guess, but uh, I now drink a lot more milk than I used to. And I eat more eggs and lots of chicken and that kind of thing. And I have to say, uh, I actually have more energy and I feel much better. And I don't feel bloated all the time, everybody. Uh, and I just feel like, yeah, much more energized really since I made the change uh, and if I can say I think there is also an effect of conformity maybe mm. uh, you know when you I often see people in the street uh, getting out of the gym and shaking their protein shake uh, it's tried my mind because it's uh, sometimes I'm just wondering like but do you, do you even know why you do that or and I think it's uh, also, um, and that's another subject, uh, not for today probably, but why in a gym we sell so many protein shakes when we're supposed to, you should be ahead about this kind of thing and talk about natural food, cooking natural stuff. And, uh, but yeah, sometimes there is a conflict of interest of this company. 
the one who produce or put in check uh, when they get into a fitness center. I think there's a kind of conflict of interest. I mean, uh, imagine like, uh, it's not as bad, but imagine like uh, a company selling soda in a hospital, you know, it will be a little bit like confusing. And uh, so I'm not saying a potential in this soda, but it's, you know, uh, is it not the place to eat normal food, you know? So there you go. I hope that's useful to you, Mike, uh, and uh, helps you making a decision on whether to glug down those protein shakes or to balance out your diet and complement your training with more protein-rich food. Okay, and I believe, Julian, you have the uh, next question, do you not? So after that, we have a question sent in by Ben, a nursing student here. I like your podcast. Julien make me laugh. I run two times a week, early if I can, and also use a treadmill when I go to the gym. What do you do when you get sore legs? <laughs> my legs burn a lot, and sometimes it stops me sleeping. I've tried dip it cream and hot baths, which are okay, uh, but it's the pain of my life. Well, there you go. And uh, we're getting on to the uh, very uh, pertinent topic of lactic acid. Uh, Uh, and this affects lots of people a lot of the time. It affects me sometimes. Um, and it's just, uh, it's a major irritant, really. It's like, for those people listening who haven't had this uh, situation, which Ben is talking about here, um, it's basically like having lots of low-level electric shocks <laughs> in the affected area. So if it's your thighs, uh, you know, uh, or it can be other parts of the body, but basically if it's your thighs, it's like regular electric shocks at a low level uh, and as Ben touches upon here uh, it can be very difficult to sleep if you feel like that and it's, it's, it's uncomfortable it's kind of uh, distracting so do you have a problem with lactic acid Julian and what does Ben here or anybody affected by it do about it uh, drinking water stretching uh, recovering um, yeah It depends. I mean, uh, we don't know your age, Ben. We don't know, uh, you know, your own story about uh, sport activity. Maybe you just start running. I don't know. But uh, I know that sometimes uh, when I change the weight on the bar or the, the exercise itself, or when I run faster than the, when I used to, Uh, it does kind of shock your body because there's a change. But I would say most of the time stretching, uh, long stretching, drink water. And um, yeah, but to the point like uh, you mentioned that you can't really sleep. Um, well, that's not so good, I would say. Uh, maybe you want to rethink, maybe you, you want to train. Uh, less heavy, uh, you need to slow down a bit because, you know, when you get to that point, is, it means you push the machine a little bit too far. And uh, again, like when uh, I was talking earlier in the podcast, uh, I think training is here to win and die, is new, not to put you in pain. Uh, so, yeah, really, um, if you contact us again, just please uh, mention, like, uh, give us more information in terms of what you do during the week but uh, yeah if you can't sleep because of the pain during the night it's time to rethink uh, the training itself and maybe to lower uh, you know the weight on the bar uh, slow down on the train meal do an, a proper warm-up as well it does help and and systematically to stretch and obviously drink water 
to eliminate as well? Yes, I think this is uh, my major uh, error when it happens to me is, and I'm not proud of saying this everybody, but uh, I never stretch enough, really. I never do it at the beginning and I certainly don't do it at the end. I used to, but uh, I started to abandon that some time ago because it just sort of drifted away. Uh, and yeah, I think that's probably the problem I have as well. Yeah, and that's uh, it's. Uh, thank you for your question, Ben, because it it uh, allow me to man, just step uh, bounce to another subject, which is you know sometimes again when you go to fitness and you read on social media, there's always this uh, sen- uh, approach or idea of you know no pain, no gain, and all this, and I think it does push people away. You know, like this kind of the pain. You know, the idea is to when you walk out is to feel good about it not because it's easy but because it with at the right intensity you know like uh, I mean it's uh, it's just a question of how what is a workout for you for me is it's something quite positive like really positive And, uh, you know, when you do your legs and you see people sometimes, oh, I can't walk the stairs and it's fine, you know, but how long are you going to do that? I mean, realistically, like every time you do your legs, you basically end up on a wheelchair. What the point, you know, like uh, it's um, it's minimal gain. It's taking a, a lot out of your of your social life, everything, because, you know, it's, uh, you know, tr- It's just one hour workout, make it intense, good form, have a sure, move on. And uh, yeah, it's, it's another thing, you know, when you come from rugby and you go to the gym and all this, I won't say blah, blah, because it will be too, but this noise, you know, about the pains again, uh, just, just turn up, do a good workout and we take it from there, really, you know. Absolutely. So there you go, uh, Mike and Ben, and I hope that is helpful for you uh, and indeed uh, for the other listeners as well. And remember, if you do want to get in touch, feel free to contact us through the various channels I mentioned earlier. I won't do those again. And uh, we love it when you do so. So there you go, everybody, as we come to the end of another episode of the podcast. And we hope that uh, you've enjoyed Julian working his legs. And I say that particularly if you've watched the video. I'm trying to encourage people to watch the videos now. You might have noticed that. And um, so that's uh, another edition out of the way for a month. Do you know what we're doing next month, Julian? Yes, we are um, interviewing uh, a lady called Lou. She's a posing coach. So she helped people to uh, work on their appearance on stage, you know, with the posture, the, the posing. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to hear all about it. That's right. And what we're specifically going to be looking at are the skills that competitors in fitness competitions need when they're on the stage and they present themselves to the judges, uh, showing the work that they've put in and their achievements and how that presentation is best achieved. So if you're interested in that and you're interested in what happens backstage at such fitness competitions, then tune in next month and uh, you can learn some of the tricks of the trade. So goodbye, Julian, for another month. 
Uh, it was great to see you. In fact, we see each other regularly, but I like to be a bit formal sometimes. And um, did you enjoy this month's podcast? I did very much. Legs is um, my favorite. But you know what? Uh, I do realize uh, it is my favorite, but just as much as the other part of the body now. I think I, I did find for myself a good balance, and I'm reasonably looking forward to each body part I train nowadays. And for you, ladies and gentlemen, whatever your favorite part of the body is that you like to train, what we say to you as we come to the very end of the podcast is... Enjoy your workout. Mm-hmm.